This is Steve Robbins of www.steverobbins.com with feedback on a cover letter that can be found at steverobbins.com forward slash cover letter. The basic principles of a cover letter. First of all, you want to realize that in a lot of companies, no one even reads the cover letter. For those companies, your cover letter doesn't matter. There are some people, though, who pay close attention and they consider the cover letter to be an evidence of the communication skills and or the abilities of the person who's applying for the job. For those people, you want to make sure you have a pretty tight letter. Most of the time, people are looking for an excuse to disqualify you. They're not necessarily at this stage looking to qualify you. They want to get rid of you because they have more resumes than they can deal with and they want to go back to doing the substance of their job. Especially if you're talking about recruiting time at a big name firm, a firm that's going to be recruiting from dozens and dozens of schools, they are getting literally thousands of letters every month. And the more of those they can winnow out, the better. So you want to be really careful in your cover letter that you don't put anything that could let them disqualify you without going on to the resume. So let's begin. Dear Ms. Spots, I am a second-year MBA student at Sacred Heart School of Business, wishing to pursue a consulting career at Mick Consulting & Company. Eh, it's an okay first line. It doesn't really make you stand out, especially if other second-year students at Sacred Heart School of Business are also applying for jobs. And um, it's probably obvious that you're wishing to pursue a consulting career because you are sending a letter to the global recruiting coordinator of Mick Consulting & Company. So you haven't really said anything here that's relevant except that you're a second-year MBA student. This line won't kill you, but it's not going to make you stand out in any significant way either. Paragraph 1. Mick Consulting's track record of creating a powerful impact on clients' businesses and its focus on work-life balance impressed me the most when I visited Mick Consulting's Delaware office during the Sacred Heart Delaware trip, Della trip, in December 2006. I have had a deeper understanding of Mick Consultant's results-oriented approach and emphasis on employee development opportunities in my three subsequent visits to your Delaware office when I met with Ms. Helene Roddick, Ms. Gunasia Later, and my classmate, Mr. Baron Nett. Since then, I've met Mr. Dan Darkstone, Ms. Candace Engelstein, Mr. Daniel Chin, Mr. Blake Prescott, and Mr. Anderson Mako on different occasions and have developed a passion for the firm. Whew. Long paragraph. Not only a long paragraph... Honestly, a fairly useless paragraph. How come? This whole thing is about why you are impressed with them. You say, gee, they have a track record of creating a powerful impact on clients' businesses. Well, they know that. Um, they have thousands of people telling them that every year. That's their business. You're giving them no new information. All you're saying is that you know how to listen and read their marketing brochures. Blah, blah, blah. Focus on work-life balance. Remember what I said about them wanting to find a reason to disqualify you? Unless you have a stronger point to make about work-life balance other than, gee, I want to work for you because you give good work-life balance, I don't know if you'd want to put this in a cover letter. It may be an important criterion for you and something to discuss with them later in the interview process, but at this stage, when this is your first contact with them, they could read this and think, oi, here's somebody who doesn't really want to do much work, so let's uh, disqualify them day one. You don't want to do that. You talk about visiting the Delaware office during Delatrip. First of all, punt the Della trip. It's not really relevant what your cute little name is for the trip. They don't care. And if you visited their office, why are you saying you spend the bulk of this paragraph uh, talking about meeting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight or nine people and, and doing the trip? If your point is to say you have direct firsthand experience with the firm, 
All you need is the sentence, I have direct firsthand experience with the firm through my visit to the Delaware office and meeting several of your staff members. There's no need to go into this kind of detail. Mentioning specific names is particularly useless because if you're writing to one of those people, you better hope they remember you. And if they don't, you can jog their memory by saying, as you recall, we met at the recruiting dinner where we discussed X, Y, and Z. If the names are people who you, who are not the person you're writing to and the person you're writing to, who's somebody in the middle of the recruiting system, doesn't know those people, why in the world do they care? Um, this entire paragraph is really about why you like them, not about why they should like you. You know what? They may care why you like them, but they're only going to care about it after they know that they're curious about you. So if you kept this paragraph in at all, I would drastically shorten it. Um, let's go through the next paragraph and we'll talk. We'll, we'll come back and we'll, we'll rework the whole thing. The next one, my passion for results-oriented strategic advice goes back a long way in my career. I joined the supply chain group at Bradford Mechanicals in 2001. It is here that I enjoyed challenging the status quo of existing processes and implemented reorganizations that made an enormous impact to the entire company. All right, what you're giving me here is you're giving me the story about you, that you have a passion for results-oriented strategic advice, and that you enjoy challenging the status quo and re-implementing reorganizations that make an impact on the company. Those are good things, but you're describing them in generic enough ways that, again, think, what are the other letters that are going to be arriving at this company? They're all going to say similar things. Oh, you're a results-oriented strategic consulting firm? I have a passion for results-oriented strategic consulting. You need to be highlighting things here. If this is going to be a paragraph about you, you need to be highlighting things in your background, if you want to talk about your background at all. Remember, your resume is attached to this. What I would do here is I would look at the things that, that you did. So you've challenged the status quo. You've implemented reorganizations. You've developed strong relationships. You've done due diligence. You have contacts in 70 high technology suppliers and, and partners. You've worked with the financial side at the business. You've done market and industry analysis, due diligence, coordinated deals, and worked with private equity firms and developed client relationships. That's a lot of good stuff. Now, a lot of that's going to come out in your resume, so you don't need to list it like a laundry list here. What you want to do here is reframe this whole thing in terms of what are the benefits to Mick Consulting and Company for you having done all that. Those are the features of you. What we want to know is, what is it that that, that will benefit Mick Consulting? So let me make a couple leaps here. And what I'm going to do is talk about this is why it's good for Mick Consulting and Company to have you as a candidate. First of all, you help clients think outside the box. I got that one from challenging the status quo and implementing reorganizations. Um, those are what you did. It was challenge, challenge the status quo and implement reorganizations. The benefit to a consulting company of someone who can challenge the status quo is that you can come up with out-of-the-box solutions for clients. You mention, here, you mention here that you have developed strong relationships with executives in over 70 high-tech suppliers and partners. All right, so if you've got all these relationships, how is that going to benefit the consulting company? Hmm. Well, it could, benefit, it could benefit a consulting company because you're bringing relationships that help researching trends. 
It could also benefit the consulting company because you have people to talk to to get a first-person perspective on the issues. As we continue here, you have done uh, due diligence and you've done all this finance stuff, uh, the, the cross-border deals, private equity firms, etc. So since you've done the finance side, again, what's the benefit to a consulting company? The benefit is you can marry the marketing and operation strategy of a client with the financial strategy because you understand both sides. You understand how to do the business process stuff with the reorganizations you've done. You also understand how it works with the various market finance, deal structure, due diligence, etc. So what you're bringing to the consulting company is a more well-rounded perspective than a lot of consultants have. You have got both an industry perspective and a financial strategy perspective. Benefit to consulting company is you can produce more well-rounded solutions to clients across a broader range of functional areas. And then lastly, uh, if you go down and you talk about developing client relationships in the technology sector uh, and doing strategic advice to leading, leading telephone switching companies in Austria, the benefit to the consulting company is you can help expand their offerings possibly to the new people, the different relationships that you already have when you tell them what you're doing and, and talk to them about what's going on with them, etc. And also, again, that you can bring in financial strategy and integrate that in with your operational and your business strategy offerings. Last paragraph. My expertise and experience in successfully creating value and long-lasting impact for clients several of them in the technology sector in the Northeast, have led me to believe the consulting at McConsulting's Delaware office is the perfect choice for me. Okay. Um, again, great. That's why you believe it's the perfect choice for you. Why do they believe it's the perfect choice for them? You're somewhat in buzzword city here, successfully creating value and long-lasting impact, yada, 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 yada. If you're going to mention what you've done, be really specific and tie it to the benefit to the consulting firm. So, if the benefit here is that you've successfully created value and long-lasting impact, what is that impact? Have you increased their profits? Have you streamlined their operations? Uh, you know, you list a huge amount of stuff in paragraph two. So think about what are the measurable results. And again, why does Mick Consulting care? In paragraph three, this is really where you can bring in Mick Consulting. Because you can say here, remember in paragraph one, you said Mick Consulting's track record of creating a powerful impact on client businesses, blah, blah, blah. This is now where to bring them in. You've told them why they will benefit from wanting you. And hopefully by this time, they're reading the letter and thinking, yeah, this is, this is a person we really want. Now, tie that to them in their minds. So now you would say, since Mick Consulting focuses on creating powerful impacts on client businesses, presumably through reorganizing operations or through enhancing their strategy, you can see that I would be a perfect fit. And now you tell them why you'd be a perfect fit. The Delaware office does a lot of business in the Northeast, and I've already created value and had a long-lasting impact for several clients in the Northeast in my previous jobs. I think we'd be a great fit, as opposed to they would be a perfect choice for me. We would be a great fit. Last sentence, I would greatly appreciate being considered for the closed list of candidates selected to interview with you. Should you require additional information, please contact me at da 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 da. As a general rule, if you're going to end your letter with a phone number, make it a call to action, but don't leave them in the position of making the call because they have a lot of people to call and they may or may not get back to you. 
I would recommend always saying something like, I would greatly appreciate being considered for the closed list of candidates selected to interview with you. I will call you to follow up next Thursday at 3 p.m. Should another time work better, please contact me at blah, 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 blah. That way, you're going to make sure that you can continue to move the process forward even if they don't pick up the ball. So, to recap, cover letters only matter some of the time. Most of the time, companies either get rid of them or don't read them. But when they do, they do matter. People often are looking for a reason to say no, so you don't want to give them any reason to disregard you from your cover letter. They get a gazillion cover letters, so it's better to say something unique or something that makes you stand out than a completely generic letter that's the same as what every other candidate is going to be sending them. You want to structure the letter around what you can do for them. What are the results that they need in their business that having you on board is going to help with? Show them what's in it for them to hire you, not why you want to work for them. To the extent that you put your background into the letter, use your background as evidence for your claims about the value you can provide. So if you say, I can help your clients think outside the box, you can back that up by saying, I can help your clients think outside the box. I enjoy challenging the status quo of existing processes when working with the supply chain group at Bradford Mechanicals. That's the way that you put your experience into the cover letter, only as support for the question of how will they benefit by hiring you. And then finally, you want to end with a call to action. So you will say something like, call me, put me on your closed schedule, but make sure that you always have left a way for you to continue the process if they don't get back to you. I'll call you Thursday at 3. Thank you. They always have the option of not being in the office Thursday at 3, and you'll have to leave a voicemail. That's fine. The point is you're being able to move the process forward. Don't summarize your resume in the cover letter. They don't care. If the cover letter intrigues them, they'll read the resume. If not, you're wasting your breath. And don't really talk much about what you need or want from them. Just talk about what's relevant to them. I hope this has been helpful. Once again, this has been Steve Robbins at steverobbins.com. You can go to steverobbins.com forward slash cover letter to see the original cover letter and also my sample rewrite of how you might rewrite it using the principles we've discussed so far.